0: Today we can talk about the punishment of God. Some of you have asked, in connection with this pandemic, whether we can speak of God's punishment of man. God punishes through this virus so that we may repent of our sins. Can we talk in this way? Perhaps Easter is the most appropriate time to address the question, for here God's final plans for history are revealed. Uh, We read uh, in the second week of Easter the Gospel of John 3, where we hear that God has not sent his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And at the same time, a little bit later, it is said that whoever does not believe in the Son of God is condemned, And the wrath of God remains on him. So there are these two elements that are difficult to combine. It's difficult to put them together. Both the Old and the New Testament speak of the wrath of God, of his anger. God is angry sometimes. These words teach us uh, God's total rejection of evil. Because he loves us. So in the prayer of the Psalms... Um, We ask God to destroy evil because we understand that between God and evil there can be no compromise. When God is present, evil disappears, like the snow melts before the sun. Something similar can be said of the purification that Jesus carries out in the temple of Jerusalem. He wants to restore the holiness of his father's house. What can we say about the concrete evils that shake history, like the coronavirus? Is it God's punishment? First of all, it is not enough to say that God has nothing to do with it. This is just a matter of natural processes that go their own way. That's not enough. That will be like a cheap excuse. Why? Because God is truly the Lord of history. He can defeat evil. He can defeat the coronavirus just with a word, with a syllable, just moving a finger. Not a single bird falls from the sky without his knowing it. With greater love, he takes care of every man, of every nation. What happens today has been allowed by him. And maybe we could think he has sent it. He may have sent it. What God can never send, what God can never will directly, is sin. He can tolerate it, but He can never uh, desire it, because sin consists in directly opposing His will. And this is the true evil that He wants to destroy. He sometimes allows other evils, like the coronavirus, to destroy this radical evil. So if he's allowing these evils is in order to destroy the radical evil of sin, it's a radical destruction. One thing is key then, if we want to understand how and why God can wish a temporal earthly evil like this virus, it is never a question of punishment as vengeance, vendetta. It's never that about God, but it's about a call to man to turn away from sin and draw near to God. St. Augustine in the City of God says, when he talks about the evils that happen in history, more than the severity of the God who who, who punishes, it is the mercy of the God who warns, not the severity of a God who punishes but the mercy of a God who warns. This is how man interprets from providence everything that happens to him, including illness, cancer, disease. Today the coronavirus is like a disease that touches the whole of society and we can see it as a call to conversion. Jesus said that God is the farmer, the gardener. He cuts the branches that do not bear fruit and prunes those that do bear fruit. So that they bear more fruit. So, the key this is the key for all the sufferings that happen to us. He cuts down those who do not bear fruit so that they can understand that they are sterile and they can return to Him. And He prunes those who bear fruit because God is tireless, He really never stops uh, hoping for us. What conversion is he asking of us in this moment of coronavirus? Today we can listen to his call, so we can remember once again that he is the source of all good. Without him there is no life, no social life. We have forgotten him, and now we can listen to his call. We can remember the weakest, the unborn children, the elderly people that now we want to you know, kill by euthanasia. God is calling us to reconsider bonds and relationships. Today, when we see all these relationships threatened by the virus, we understand how bad it is to consider our brother as a danger. For those who know how to see, the coronavirus will reveal the essence of sin, personal and social, and it will move us to return to God to bear more fruit. Let us finish with what is really the key At the end, we consider the most important thing when we talk about justice, the justice of God who is at work, we need to remember that according to our faith, God has not acted, so to speak, from the other side of suffering, but He has suffered in the first place. If we speak of punishment... We need to remember that the salutary punishment has fallen in the first place on the Son of God himself, and the heart of the Father was moved, his inside, his entrails were moved uh, with pain and pity. The letter to the Hebrews speaks of the persecutions suffered by Christians, understanding that um, these Christians are so dear to God. It says, chapter 12, you endure trials for your correction, because God treats you as His children. For what father does not correct His children? If they exempt you from correction, which is the heritage of all, then you are bastards, not sons. And in the same letter, a little bit before that, Hebrews 5 8, um, the letter to the Hebrews invites us to read this correction and this. suffering with the light of Christ's suffering, for it is said that Jesus, as Son, he learned by suffering to obey.